Blog Talk Radio. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass it's monday night and it's time to get rowdy Catch up on This Week in ARCA and NASCAR with news and comments. Plus, you never know who will stop by for a visit. Right here on the Rowdy Maglite Show. And that's all happening right here with Chi-Town Mark and Kyle Magnum tonight. Welcome, guys. Weekend. Another big weekend at Bristol. Uh, we're starting off a fresh week. Uh, we're going to talk about what happened this past weekend, what's going to go on this next week. And, Kyle, what good news do you have for us, our friend? Well, guys, looks like I'll be back at the racetrack here in a few weeks. That'll be some good news. Um, took a week off, so uh, we'll see how it goes. And um, update you guys on all the stuff over the weekend because there's a lot to go over. Well, guys, hey, uh, Wednesday is the first day of foul, so foul is upon us. Well, it is up here because the weather is going to take a much cooler turn in the next couple of days, Rowdy, where our, our high is going to be in the mid-60s, upper 60s if we're lucky. Looking forward to it. Uh, makes for good racing, guys, doesn't it, Kyle? You know, you're up north, too. Well, last year they did set the uh, track record at Williams Grove for a 410 sprint car. So, uh, I mean, anything's possible. It's October. So, October at night, you know, the track picks up. And, uh, you know, especially, you know, like a track like Port Royal, um, you know, very different in the daytime versus the nighttime. And, uh, yeah, the speeds will be up, especially when we go to those tracks here in the next couple of weeks. Well, guys, uh, today is the 20th of September. Uh, <laughs> big, big deal. At, I mean, big deal at, at, at Bristol, guys. Got Vegas this week, and then, hey, we roll into Talladega Speedway, and everything's up for grabs. Oh, it's, you know, they use that same word over and over again. But it is quite fitting. Uh, it's, it's a crapshoot. You're rolling the dice. Anything and everything does happen at Talladega. Uh, that's one of the fun things about seeing the racing, and and uh, uh, we're, we're going off in the first uh, first race of the second stage of the playoffs, too, guys. So it's going to be a very interesting race, nonetheless. I'm sorry, the second race. Las Vegas is before that, so I was just getting ahead of myself. But 
Vega, yeah. Um, we're working on it, and hopefully we'll be there, and we'll give you some live coverage. And Kyle, what's your uh, opinion of Talladega, sir? Well, uh, got Vegas first. Um, I mean, yeah, you're right. You know, it's the lottery, basically. Talladega is anything, and anything will happen. Um, I mean, I think it's going to be important this whole weekend for all three series, um, you know, especially starting a new round in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Whether it's the first round or the second round, um, definitely don't want to. I, you know, I'd. Ra- I mean, if I was in that spot, I'd want to be winning Las Vegas and having no worries going into Talladega or even the Roval if you want to go beyond that. So, right. um, two very unpredictable races in the in in this round, and um, yeah, Vegas getting that out of the way. Um, you know, it's going to be a different race too from the from the. Uh, from the spring, you know, uh, more like a transition race starting later in the day, ending at night. So, um, you know, you're going to have to adjust on the cars. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to watch. Um, You know, like I said, I'm never a fan of late starts on a Sunday evening, but just how it goes. And, um, you know, I think it'll be a good race. Um, You know, hopefully, you know, it's going to be, you know, this is it. You know, these are, you know, the last couple races with a mile and a half with the current car. So, um you know, we're going to see it a lot next year, and hopefully I think most most of the races are going to have practice and qualify next year, so that'll be something to watch as well. Well, a lot of things are going to happen. Would you say that the, the teams that just got disqualified from going any farther now are concentrated on the car tomorrow? Still mm-hmm. racing that, what you got, but now good, we can good start the program. Uh, you know what? It, it, it's it's not like they're giving up per se, but uh, maybe they will concentrate a little heavier on uh, what they're going to be running next year and and, and years to come, hopefully. So uh, we've gone through other changes through the years and, and chassis and cars and design and da 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 da. But I think this is probably the biggest one, maybe since the radial tire and the change from the uh, those bigger bodies to the smaller bodies in the '80s type thing. Uh, bigger, bigger tires. The circumference is like twice. Well, we got six inch bigger tires. We've got uh, bodies completely different. The drivers more so. There is so much different about this new car. Kyle's right. Uh, if they don't have practice for them next year and Watching Bristol this weekend, and, and some of the guys out there that I watch, uh, if they'd had a practice session, uh, would have made a big difference for them, that little adjustment needed. So, you know, I'm an advocate of that. You know, even the NFL practices in Major League Baseball and the NBA, as well as peewee sports. So what do you say, Kyle? Yeah, um yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to take in. Um, the playoffs and, you know, practice, no practice, one-day shows. It's a lot. Um, I mean, I, I like the traditional weekends. I mean, I like the practice and qualifying. I, I like all that. You know, I think it's it, – I mean, it comes part of the ticket. Um, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I was glad we did see some practice and qualifying at Pocono, even if it was just for ARCA. Um, we mm-hmm. saw a full show, um, which is nice because usually you don't see that on on a mile and a half, especially when you're on a Cup Companion weekend. 
Um, right. So uh, that was really uh, nice and to watch. So, um, but uh, but yeah, um, I like it. I like practicing qualifying. I think, you know, at Pocono when I went when I went as a, you know when I when I started going um, in 2002, you know, uh, they had qualified on Friday, I think happy hour Saturday, and then the race on Sunday. So. Um, yeah, it's good to get some practice in, you know, especially before qualifying. I, I didn't really like the impound qualifying last year. I wasn't a fan of that, or excuse me, the year before that, 2019. Um, just wasn't a fan of impound qualifying. Um, I like to, I like that they can make adjustments or have another practice session after they qualify. Um, so I don't know. I feel, I feel like when you put practice or qualifying on Friday and you have a practice on Friday for, for that qualifying session. And then when, when, when Saturday rolls around and you have practice, you can just focus on race stuff. You don't have to worry about qualifying or making a mock run or any of that stuff. So um, that's kind of where I stand with it. Um, you know, it would be nice to get a traditional schedule back. And um, like I said, I'd I, I like to see more three-day shows. I know, you know, two-day shows have been kind of the things, even one-day shows now. But, um, you know, I was always a fan of the three-day show. I always liked that, you know, spread it out a little bit, you know. Um, so once you're, you know, you may as well be there. You may as well practice and qualify as well as race. I agree with you, Kyle, 100%. <clears throat> I mean, well, really, it's hard, it's a hard thing to argue against because, I mean, while you got the fans there, give them a full day of something to do. I, I know the expense part of it is always brought up, but, the teams, the cars, everything is there. Uh, we're, we're talking, you know, basically one set of tires, guys. Uh, I, I think with the money, money, look, excuse me, with the amount of money they're spending anyways, uh, just, just a single practice session uh, is really needed. But I think Kyle's right. You, you do a practice before qualifying, you do a practice before the race, and that way you can work on each different package and not have to worry about the other, per se. Some teams ignore that anyway. But, and we've all agreed, uh, the traditional three-day race weekend, and it, it, it's a happening an event for a lot of families and a lot of groups. Uh, that weekend at the racetrack is a mini, or it is their vacation, and, and we know that. So uh, you can't let the fans find it anymore. Uh, you got to keep the fans you have. We've got to work on getting new fans. Well, we got to work at getting new fans. Yes, we do. <laughs> we we do, we, and and, and, uh, and we've all agreed it, it, we need a more diverse fan base, uh, much like uh, the other major league sports have, and. Uh, uh, without that, uh, I, I don't think there's a really uh, great future ahead for NASCAR. If they don't, Rowdy or, or Kyle, uh, they need to get that other, they need to get everybody involved. They need to get people who like to go to tailgate and enjoy themselves for on a sunny afternoon. And the best thing about it at the racetrack is you can do it while the race going on. So that's hard to argue. we got to get those people. Exactly, Mark. I mean, uh, you got to have diversification. You got to have diversification. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, just, I, I, it's I, the time we live. Well, Rowdy and uh, uh, well, we're in our, we'll be in our, we're in our sixth year of doing the show. Uh, we're going to be uh, in our seventh starting in 2022. I, I think in that short time that we've been doing this, I've seen a little bit of a change, um, and it's been needed. But I think it, uh, uh, we we got to get more uh, people involved and and. Uh, I think we need more outside groups dealing with it than just NASCAR to, to be involved, to, to really make it that diverse type of situation. Well, guys, hey, listen, I want to bring on, uh, welcome Tim Spain to the show. Welcome, Tim. Hey, Roddy, how you doing, brother? Man, hey, Tim, uh, what's doing good. From you? Chi-Town, where you been hiding at, cuz? <laughs> Same place you have at the racetrack someplace, Tim. Good to have you on. Sorry to jump in on you, Rowdy. I Thanks for having myself. me, guys. I, you know, I had told Rowdy that I, that I would come on earlier, and I, that, that Thursday I was supposed to come on. I had a little bit of back issue, so he let me he let me take a few weeks off. Well, well, I'm dealing with that too. <laughs> Tim, it was That's good to right. see you, you and Suzanne in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, that was a Thanks. that was a good race, right? You know, you know that's the last time we're gonna see that old pavement. You know, they're redoing that, uh, making a little, little bit steeper banking and all that. So we got to see the last race on the on the old pavement there at AMS. Well, I'm looking forward to watching them thunder through there next year. But the the and I was telling Mark earlier, <laughs> called him earlier that day. I said the best thing is we've got back in touch with the drivers again one-on-one, but we've kind of been shut back down, slowed back down from that. Yes, sir, that's right, Rowdy. And, uh, you know, I got to go to Richmond a couple of weeks ago. That was a pretty good race, That uh, the 20th anniversary of uh, of 9-11. Dennis Pickmeyer and a bunch, they put on. Uh, Brent, Brent and them, they put on one hell of a show up there. They had a, they had a pre-race with a fire truck down right in the tribal with a big American flag on them. I mean, it was a, uh, it would, it, it would run chills down your arms, brothers, if y'all know what I'm talking about. Goosebumps. You yes, sir. That's right. Goosebumps. Thank you. I've been to Richmond, but not since they've done the uh, new fan zone. What did you think about it? We never did make it down there, Rowdy. Uh, uh, myself and Stephen Wilson, Steve Lee, ideas. We got our credentials, and uh, you know, it was just a just a one day show. We had both races, the expanding the cup, the cup run up way up into the night. But we went straight from the credentials to the press box. We didn't even go to the media center, so we just stayed up there. We didn't really venture out much. Hey, those one day shows tough to do, Tim. I, I, what do you think about that? I sort of like it, but you know. From my standpoint, I'm pretty sure from you and uh, Chi-Town, covering two races in one day, that's tough. I mean, we didn't get back to the hotel to like 1230 that morning Eastern time. I mean, I was give slap out. Well, that's what it was like for us at Pocono, Tim, with the doubleheaders to two days. And I'm telling you what, all three of us, Kyle Rowdy and myself, we were whooped. Well, we kept enough in the back to go to a sprint car race Monday night, so... We we hailed on, sir. But yeah, those two races in one day. That that's a tough situation. And we did three on Saturday, Rowdy, didn't we? Yeah. Sure did. 
That, that was a drive that you can't do, Dan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, yeah, shout out talking about we, uh, Suzanne and I seen riding in Atlanta. We walked to the media center, you know, and uh, go looked at the at the seating chart, and I said, Suzanne Rattie's going to be right across the road, right in front of us. So we sat down there, of course, of course Rattie wasn't there, you know. He was out. He was out working, doing his deal, and he come back in. He said, what are y'all doing here? I said, what are you doing here, Ruddy? <laughs> well, I miss seeing you both, Tim. Uh, give give your lovely bride my best, please. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Talladega in a couple of weeks. Exactly. Y'all going to come down, Shatan? That's, that's the game plan, but you know how things go. We're, we're waiting on what yeah. Russell tells us. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm doing. I'm, uh, I'm waiting on my... Approval, so you know we'll we'll just wait and see. But Russell told me that I was good. I don't know if Suzanne would be good or not. But we'll, we'll just wait and see. And that's going to be a, you know, we're going to have two races that Saturday. And we got the trucks and the extended Saturday here at Tato Super Speedway in the mm-hmm. coming Sunday. So it's going to be it's going to be a long weekend again. Well, you know, I I like Xfinity coming back for the fall race. I mean, we got all three series showing up, and I like that. <laughs> Exactly, Rowdy. And to touch back up on what you asked me about the about the one day show, I sort of like that because it gives the fans, you know, the way the times are now with the COVID and the price of everything going up, gas and everything like that, it gives them that two for one deal. So it helps them out a lot too. Well, anytime well, you don't have to put a crew up, you're doing a good in a, in a room. Uh, exactly. I, I understand. I understand it, but you know, Tim, what do you think about the car tomorrow? I, I mentioned to the guys a while ago the the ones that just fell out of the uh, chase. I could imagine that their program and their minds are going for the new car for to race next year. Exactly, brother. You bring up a real good point. The uh, four guys that didn't make the the uh, the uh, final twelve. I'm sure them teams are gonna. They're gonna have an advantage, uh, in my opinion, about working on the car tomorrow. I don't really care nothing about that single lug nut deal. Uh, you know, that's just my personal preference. But I, you know, have to wait and see if NASCAR is gonna convince me into liking it. But from what I've understood, I asked Kevin Harvick in it in Atlanta how he thought of it, and he said he really that he really likes it. So. Uh, and I think it's a wider car rally, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, and it sort of sits lower to the ground, so you're going to have more more downforce. And I don't know how they're going to run the the uh, motor package, either the 550 or the 750 package. I don't know how they're going to do that. But the way Kevin answered me, he said he he really likes his car, so maybe everybody's going to grasp on it. And uh, I, you know, people hate change, y'all. Y'all y'all know that people hate change, but you got to change with the times, and I think it's going to be pretty neat. I don't care nothing about that moving of the number on the side of the car. I wish they'd leave it where it is, but, again, that leaves room for the sponsor to have a bigger uh, billboard, as I would call it, like you would, that Rowdy. You know, it's called a billboard <laughs> advertising, mm-hmm. but we'll just have to wait and see. I think, I think it's going to be pretty neat. I do. Well, we were talking earlier, Tim. Uh, before we had you on, I don't know if you listened to me or not, but 
there's so many big things happening with this next generation car that uh, uh, it's probably the biggest thing since the radial tire and the and the body change in the 80s when they went to the smaller type car. Uh, this is really a drastic and, and big, big change, and, and nobody kind of knows. Uh, you almost think they're going to have to have practice next year. Uh, if you don't, it's, I think it's going to be trouble. Exactly, Shatown, just like you said. And uh, I know both of you guys know we're going to open the uh, – they're moving the Bush Clash out to the Los Angeles Coliseum on a quarter mile short track inside that football stadium. That's going to be interesting to see how that works, <laughs> ain't it, fellas? <laughs> they, they had something similar to that years ago here in Chicago at Soldiers Field, and uh, I never was able to make the uh, the, the, the races there, but uh, I, I just remember hearing about them, and it was uh, Cinder. It was cinder surface, so <laughs> it wasn't the easiest to run on, and it, it was all nasty, guys. That's right, Shatan. Yeah, it's going it's to be interesting having 36 cars on a quarter-mile track. I mean, you know, you take Bristol like we just left this weekend from Bristol Motor Speedway for the for the Bass Pro Shops night race there. You know, you got 36, 37, 8, you know, it used to be 40 cars on a half-mile track. And time the leader took the green flag, he was almost up the rear end of yep. the final place car. So it's going to be – I'm all for change, like I said earlier. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting, Chapman. <laughs> that may be the mild, mild part of it. I think it's just going to be absolutely crazy out there. No points, quarter-mile track, uh and you know how those drivers' mental attitudes are when you get in a situation like that, guys. Uh, they're not always clear thinking. Hey, guys. Exactly, Jeff. Uh, you, you, uh, hey, let's, y'all have seen You're not. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Ray. You're not. No, I want I wanted to add that. You're just not going to be able to go back to the garage and get the old car you had a couple races ago. You're go, <laughs> you've got a car that's completely brand new. That's what I don't understand. And I hate to interrupt you, Tim, but that's what I just do not understand how they think these guys that run back in the top, below the top 20, can afford to go out there and race where they don't have a stock of cars. There's not a stock of these cars around. Uh-uh. You're exactly right, Rowdy. I mean, you know, we were supposed to go to this, what was it, last year, and then the COVID hit. And they put it off a year, which it sort of helped some of the teams to get going. But just like Chi-Town brought up a while ago, these we're going to the round of 12 now. Then four that didn't make it, Kurt Busch, uh, I can't remember who all it was. Kevin Hart was the last one in. But the four guys down below that that didn't make it to the round of 12, I'm sure, which they can't run the next-gen car this year, but I'm sure they're going to put more, like Chi-Town said, more of their time and experiment on that on that next gen than they are this year because they, I mean, you know, which I know they got to try to win for sponsorship. Now you got to take care of your sponsors, but uh, that's just another thing that we got to look. You know, like you said, Rowdy, uh, nobody's had time to really, you know, they run the next gen test at Daytona a couple of weeks ago. I think I posted some stuff on that, but uh, that's the first time that they really run it in a big pack, and they said everybody really liked it. So we just have to wait and see, guys. Tim Kyle here. Um, 
favorite Talladega memory? <laughs> Go ahead, Cal. <laughs> Woo. Uh-oh. <laughs> don't stump me. I don't don't me. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Tim. T- favorite Talladega memory. What, what is it? Favorite Talladega memory? Uh, yes, sir. I would say back in the 80s, I've told Rowdy this. I don't know if Shatown knows. Uh, I used to work out there during the during the summer when we had the race in July, which it was hot as a dick. Rowdy knows that. <laughs> and I worked at, I worked in turn two. I was in the Union 76 ball. I was the spotter for the track. And Raddy probably knows Raddy probably knows where I'm going with this. Uh, yes, sir. We had to take her. We we had to take her lunch. We had a lunch. We had a rope that come down. We had to climb up in that 76 ball. I think it was 86. And I was up at the ball. And uh, Kyle, uh, about lunchtime, here come this drunk guy. I don't know how he got over there to where I was in turn two. Well, he comes climbing up the damn steps coming into that turn two Union 76 ball. I thought, what the hell is this guy doing? Well, I called the tower, which we had these old telephone headsets back then. And it was Bucky. I don't know if y'all remember Bucky. Uh, Bucky was a good guy. And uh, I told him, I said, look, I said, there's some drunk guy climbing up. He said, well, just let him come on up, Tim. Tell him, you're going to lunch, come down, and I'll send the sheriff over there. I said, okay. <laughs> so I come down. I know went to the tower. Going. Went to the tower, and Bobby said, "Let's sit here and see what's going to happen." Which is, the tower was right, right in between the start finish line and turn one here at Tallahassee Freeway. And uh, the sheriff come over there. They climbed up in that Union Seventy Six ball. I don't know what <laughs> they did to this guy, but he. <laughs> it was a sheriff in front of. It, Below him and him and sheriff above him, and they come down, and I'm sure he went to the went to the infield uh, <laughs> uh, jail. But that, but Kyle, that's probably one of my most favorite. Other than you know maybe watching Davy Allison win there, but that's one that sticks in my head, Kyle, because I used to work there. My second question is, um, I mean, what are you expecting here in Talladega in a few weeks? You know. Now what, what was now when we have the Xfinity series there a second time for the second straight year. You know, how much I mean, how much do you think the implications are gonna be going into this race? You know, we were talking about it earlier on the show about how important Las Vegas is gonna be. You know, before you know, going to Talladega, but you know, I mean there's gonna be I think there's gonna be a lot of desperate people doing desperate things during that those those races, you know, especially with what's on the line. Exactly, Cal. I think a lot of the drivers and teams are going to put their more emphasis on uh, Las Vegas because you know Talladega is a wild card. You don't know whatever the hell is going to happen. Happen, you know. But you know you could have your you could have Kyle Larson get caught up in a massive wreck here at Dega. But I think they're going to some of the drivers that are not that don't have a win or what what have you. They're going to try to go ahead and get their get their points at Las Vegas because they don't want to come to Talladega depending on being the 12th man down to make it. So we'll just wait and see. I mean, you know, and I could be wrong. Because, you know, like I said, Tyler Ty, Ty, is a wild card. You know, anything can happen. Rowdy knows it. Mm-hmm. Rowdy knows it. We've, we've all been there for years, Kyle. But I think I'll repeat, repeat it the third time. I think everybody's going to put an emphasis on Las Vegas to try to get that win there to lock ourselves into the round of eight. 
Well, uh, Tim, they got an incredible price on the tickets. You can't hardly, I mean, you say I can't afford to go to races. I mean, two days for that Sunday ticket, uh, that's a pretty incredible price. And it, it, free camping on top of that, the only track on the circuit that still offers free camping with a Sunday ticket. Exactly. And if you're on the north, north side over there anyway, Rowdy, you've got the Talladega Short Track right next to the parking lot and camping area there, and you don't even have to leave the camping area. You drive over, you park, you walk in, and you can watch some great short track racing until about 2 or 3 in the morning. Exactly, Chateau. I meant to add to that, Talladega Short Track, they're doing a uh, – a tribute to uh, Red Farmer this weekend. So they got mm-hmm. a uh, what's it called? Says that ninety-seven something, a, a ninety-seven tribute that tell the short tracks what they're doing this weekend. So wow. and there'll be a cool. lot of guys there. And well, well, on top of that, we forgot about the best of it, Rowdy. Excuse me. And then I'll let you take it. Then there's the Boulevard guys. Let's not forget that. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> exactly. And don't and Chi-Town, don't forget about Big Bills, that new big open air bar that they built there. That's all. Oh, I've heard it's fantastic. Rowdy's done nothing but uh, rave about it, and I'm so excited and anxious to be able to check it out. And actually, he's got it finished now, so it's really going to be cool. Exactly. It's they got an 80 foot bar, one Ooh. long bar, 80 foot long. There you go. You know, Tim, you the, way I ju- the way I justify that, find that, because people go, oh, well, that's expensive. I said, go over to free camping and take the money that you'd have spent on camping and get you a pass to go into Big Bill's garage because it's going to be worth every penny. Exactly, Rowdy. And, you know, uh, Rowdy, I know you've been in there, right? Yes, sir. You know, the big transfer truck that, you know, if you walk in and look back out toward the track, that uh, yeah. that was John Ray's, John Ray's uh, truck. You know, they always run that American flag and my good American friend Roger flag. Haynes. Yeah, right. my good friend, my good friend Roger Haynes that drove that truck, you know, he passed away with pancreatic cancer. So that's a big tribute to him. Very cool. Very hey, nice, sir. Historic. You have access to Winter Circle and the top twenty drivers. Is that correct, Tim? That's got right. And I think yeah, that's the uh, yeah, that's right, Rowdy. The top twenty are right there in the big bills. And then you got the other garages outside where you can go see them. But like Rowdy's saying, you can walk inside big bills. And go in either side. You got ten on one side, ten on ten on the other side, and you can walk in there. And they, the only thing blocking you from seeing it from the car and the driver is a black chain link fence, right, Red? Four foot tall fence, and you get to you get That's to it. actually be part of the experience. Uh, it's really a hot pass. Exactly. Buy a hot pass. It's like a hot pass. Without having a hot pass, right, Ruddy? Yeah, and hey, listen, guys, the food and the drinks, It uh, uh, the year I went, because it was the first year we've had this, what we've had go through, but that Philly steak and cheese for $4, Tim, and a three, uh, 16-ounce beer for $3, 
I mean, everything exactly. is for the food and the drink. Exactly. But I'm and you said it was, it was good food, Rowdy. The food tasted good. Exactly. Now, Rowdy, Rowdy, don't forget about that media center pork chop now. you got to bring that up. I'm going to tell you, when when you can cut a two-inch oh pork chop with a plastic knife, Tim, now that's saying something. We got to talk to the guy that actually cooked that. He sat and watched it. We did it. And, and he, asked, he asked us what we thought about it. I said, anytime you cut a two-inch pork chop with a plastic knife is a good pork chop. I have never oh, seen a pork tasty. chop that thick cooked and was, and was actually cooked. And, you know, Shytown, uh, like Rowdy would say, too, I'm going to tell you the same thing Rowdy said. You better not get done that pork chop on top of your head because you, your tongue's going to put your brains out trying to get to it ain't ready. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then we had fish the next day, fried fish from Ooh. white. I'm telling you. puppies. And, well, you know, yep. we, we get to go to all these different tracks, and Tim, you know it as well. You and Suzanne get to go to them, and uh, we all have our favorite places to go and what we like to have to eat on certain days. And, you know, Pork Shop Day at Talladega is right up there. And uh, Taco Day at Pocono is pretty good, too, isn't it, Kyle? You bet you're behind it is. <laughs> well, I, um, I'm looking forward to getting to meet Kyle. Uh, Kyle, you will see Tim and his lovely wife, Suzanne, in a lot of different races and uh, great people. And we needed a younger voice to join us. So we grabbed, Rowdy did the right thing. He grabbed this kid. Uh, and it was an amazing story in how they met. Well, that's good. Good. Kyle. Welcome aboard, uh, Rowdy and Chi-Town. They do a great deal. Uh, myself and Stephen Wilson, com. we used to do a radio show, but um, like I told you, Rowdy, we just, we just ain't got time. With with my website and Stephen's website and me trying to work full-time, we just let the radio go. Well, you have to join us more often then, Tim. Whenever y'all want me, you let me know, Chi-Town. Just tell Rowdy, hit me yeah. up. We, we'll give uh, you a good outlet, buddy. Come on, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, Rowdy, you race it. Tim, I was going to Rowdy, you coming to? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Rowdy. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Well, Rowdy. what I was going to say was that uh, QT donut display was as, as much as I could oh, stand. Yeah, that you way never bring that up, Was it you, not? You just had to bring it up, didn't you? <laughs> oh, exactly. Ratty, you wasn't in there when I took the picture of Brad Keselowski robbing the donuts, were you? <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's a good I'll shot. Have, Great one, Tim. <laughs> I'll, have, I'll have to send it to y'all. Brad was in there. Please. He was talking to, uh, I, I think we're Tyler Head, right? Yeah, Tyler said, yeah, get what you want. And I walked to him. I said, Brad, act like he's stealing some donuts. And I took a picture. I'll send it to you, Ratty. Finally on Sunday I submitted. <laughs> Resist only so long. I you know what? We'll get to go to the races together. He gains weight because I throw all these cars things at him and I'm used to eating and he's not, Tim. <laughs> oh. Well, Reds and rolls and, and pastries. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you know, me and Rowdy, you know, we have, uh, you know, we got our media parking there, AMS. Yeah. And uh, two years ago, Stephen come down and went with us. And, uh, you know, I've had shoulder surgery, two back surgeries, and a hip replacement. So I got a handicap parking for the state of Alabama. So I pull up, come in there. They let me in, and I park. And Rowdy, it was right there where all them golf carts, you know, right where you enter, where the gate is, it yeah. comes in from the, yeah, I was parked right there, so I didn't walk but like 25 yards under, I was in the middle, sir. <laughs> that's beautiful. That's, that's what Pocono's like. Really? Well, yeah, we, we got our own little parking lot. We don't walk far. It's nice. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Yeah. I want to. I want to go to Watkins Glen. How, how far is that from you? You want to go to the Glen? Yes, I want to go. Well, you know what, I, Kyle, you take over because Kyle's the man with the Glen. He's gone there a lot more than I, I have. So give give Kyle, uh, give Tim a rundown on Watkins Glen, please. Okay, what do you want to know about? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, I can, I can. I can put in for my credentials, Kyle. I just want to know uh, where's the best place to fly into the closest there, and where I can get to the plane. Uh not sure. I know there. I know there's an airport near Elmira, New York, um, in Corning, New York. I believe there's some there's airports near there. Um, I don't know. I don't know what flies out of Birmingham. I can't. I can't really tell you. I don't know for sure. I mean, you can always fly in a Scranton. PA and then drive like two and a half hours. You could do that. You could fly into Binghamton, New York. You could do that. Mm-hmm. You could fly into Syracuse if you want. That might even work out. So yeah, um, the best. But uh, yeah, I mean Syracuse is probably your best bet if you're going to try and, and go. I mean uh, that's the only city I could think of that's somewhat close. Or Rochester. That's the only two cities I could think of off the top of my head that you would probably be your best bet to fly into. Yep. Okay. Thanks, Kyle. Uh, it, it, it is, it's fairly isolated up there. It's just lots of small, small towns. Uh, the Glen's a neat area because of the lakes. They're in that Finger Lakes region, and it's just absolutely gorgeous. So, uh, you show up there, and, and the gang, we got a great place, Tim. You can join us for the, the days there to watch. And, uh... Daytona Tom has a remarkable little restaurant that uh, he took us to for dinner on Friday night that you need to join us with also. So uh, we'll look forward to doing that with you. That's awesome. Thanks, Mar- Tim. Yeah. The more the merrier. Exactly. <laughs> I've always wanted, you know, I've always wanted to go to a road course. You know, I've never been to, and I thought about going to Sonoma, but my my mind keeps sending me back to the Glen. You know, like the Glen's got more tradition or something than Sonoma, which I'm not down in Sonoma, but yeah, I would like to go to a road course and I would like to come up to the Glen. Well, we you went to Glen. Tim, we you have the other road by me, uh, Tim, you, uh, you can fly into Chicago or Milwaukee and go to Road America. Uh, either, yeah, right. either, event, yeah. either event, go to both, damn it. Uh, but either event, yeah, really, uh, they're significant, they're fun. It's different. It's unlike anything you do at an oval. Uh, it, it, it's a blast. And Kyle, that spot that Tom had, Daytona Tom had for us, 
uh, was absolutely fantastic, our, our campsite and viewing area, wasn't it? We lose you, Kyle? Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but our area that we did, we have, uh, that Tom has. Tom, Daytona Tom evidently is now the uh, the sultan of uh, Watkins Glen. Uh, and he has the run of the place, <laughs> or so he thinks. I mean, he, he saw Jeff Bodine win 25 years ago, I mean, there. I mean, that, that's I think that's an accomplishment in itself. It was. Hey, we uh, have a really great doing area. Yes, sir. Can I reiterate on the deal that Kyle asked me about one of my most excited sure. moments in Talladega? Sure. Do y'all do y'all remember when the guy stole the pace car? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we talked about that recently. Well, you know, I was, you I, was, was I watched on TV. I wasn't there live, but I, I, speaking, you know, the guy they got in the '76 bubble probably did better off than the guy they caught on the pace car guys. <laughs> Let's well, you talk know, about. Man, I, what, what, I, I, want, I want to hear I think, your view, Tim. <laughs> well, I was I was actually there. I was 13 years old. That was 1983, I oh, think, my, if I'm not mistaken. Right, right, Rowdy? Yeah. I think yeah. it was 1983. My dad, that that was my first race that I ever went to. And we were sitting in, uh, oh, hit me out, Rowdy, them stands right there at the entrance of the pit road, either Talladega or Anderson or Gadsden, somewhere. We was on the lower. And uh, the guy sold the pace car. Well, my neighbor is a retired sheriff and retired, uh, oh, crap, security officer. He was there. And <laughs> they stole the pace car. It, they stopped. You can watch the YouTube video. I just want Kyle to know this. This is another one of my experiences of, among many. And they reached in there. It was right in front of us. They reached in there and snatched his ass out by the hair of the head. And beat the living Ooh. crap out of him. And my neighbor was one of them that reached in and snapped him, and snatched him out. Ouch! Yeah, that's uh, exactly. That, that, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, at least he got to spend some time in you know a hospital bed, comfortable before they sent him off to jail to finish off the sentence, guys. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that well, I don't know what alcohol is stupidity. <laughs> he was. He wasn't going to get out of the racetrack. I guess he just wanted TV time. He got her. They was some kind. Of, they was some kind of article. Where was this guy at now? And he's. I think he's still alive, but he's like living in another state, and he's back. <laughs> I seen well, that, Brady. Where's it? Where's he at? They, they don't need the keys to the base car anymore either. When it ended. <laughs> well, say, guys, exactly. somebody stole the Corvette at Michigan this year out of yep. the garage. Yeah, that's right. I bet you Kip Childers had a come apart. <laughs> well, they, they was right. a video <laughs> that where where the guy stole the car and Corvette was going around the track. I did not know oh, that, Ralph. Well, Tim, I got a I got a pace car story I need to share with you. Uh, 
got rowdy up to Wisconsin for the very first time a couple years ago. We were at Madison International for an ARCA Midwest tour, Hunter Lapper. That time, Majewski and Matt Kenseth came in, and, you know, Wisconsin was just going. It was a great, great Friday night. Race time comes. We're in the infield, and I turn, and I look, and Rowdy's not by me anymore. I can't find him. And there's no way in or out of the infield anymore. Where the hell is he gone? Pace truck goes by, and there's some guy hanging out, waving his arm. It's Rowdy. I think it was about 70 laps later, they finally let you out, Rowdy. And when he came in the first time, he didn't warn him about the bump coming in off the track, and he banged his head on the roof. (laughs) And I want Rowdy take over from there. Bigger, Rowdy. Uh, Tim, you know you're not in the right place when you see, instead of cattle crossing, snowmobile crossing signs. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. We we was in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. It was a wonderful evening. We had a great time. And Wisconsin, they spend all winter working on the race cars to race all summer. Exactly, exactly. We got we well, back for uh, Road America, and then the night before that, we went to a little dirt track and saw sprint cars and street stocks and had probably one of the best nights we had all summer together. It was just a really yeah. fun evening at uh, Plymouth Speedway. That's awesome, shot there. Well, since we're telling stories on everybody, let me go Uh-oh. back to me and Suzanne. Let me go back to me and Suzanne. Flying Can we tell to us when I'm Garrett, A week or so ago. Okay. I I got a flight cheaper, and Rowdy knows it. If you fly out of Birmingham, you got to fly to Atlanta. Well, we yep. to Birmingham at airport, and I couldn't find a parking place. There was this white Toyota that was parked. You know where they got the white lines and the long lines saying you can't park here? Well, I parked there. Well, <laughs> we go to Richmond, oh. get our rental, go to the hotel. I should have never got a rental. So Stephen <laughs> and his wife was there. I should have just got a taxi. But anyway, I got a rental. I wasn't two miles from the hotel. Well, it's long story short, stayed there, went to the race, come back to Atlanta. Well, in Atlanta, we was getting ready. I got to board. I got the pre-board because of my hip. I mean, Suzanne pre-boarded, and there was one one other guy pre-boarded. Well, as soon as we sit down, the oxygen mask, every oxygen mask in that Delta plane fell out. I thought, what in the hell's going on? <laughs> well, <laughs> not a good they, sign. They, no. Well, they de-boarded us, right? Chi-town, they de-boarded us. About an hour later, they got all of them back up. Well, we boarded. The people behind us, oxygen mask fell down. I thought, what is this ain't good. This ain't good at all. Well, they come on, got them back up. Well, we flew into Birmingham. Hour and a half later, go to the parking deck, can't find the car. Oh, shit. Where the hell we park? Suzanne hit the button. We found it. <laughs> well, I went right past the car to the back to put my suitcase in. And Suzanne said, what in the hell is this? This ain't no damn love note. Parking ticket. Invalid parking. So it was a, an adventurous weekend for the disc pains going to Richmond Motor Speedway. Since, since we're telling uh, stories, I'll go ahead and tell that. Wow. 
I've only had one ticket at a racetrack. It was a couple years ago in St. Louis when I was at uh, the Dirt at the Dome event in uh, uh, December, and it was supposed to be legal parking, or so the sign said, and I came out, and I had a park ticket, and I think it was maybe 10 or $15 parking ticket, guys. If I parked in the parking garage, it would have cost me 25 I just kept parking. I had two tickets. It cost me less money with the tickets than it is in the parking garage. That's ridiculous, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that will, what's your deterrent on that one, right? No, I'm telling you. Yeah. And then Suzanne called Jefferson County when we got home, or that next day, and she said, Ma'am, we don't show you got a parking ticket. We won't know for 14 days. Suzanne said, well, how in the hell you want me to pay it if you don't know I got a parking ticket? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. And we're good well, friends with the sheriff here in Talladega. And Suzanne said, I'm not even going to try to get it fixed. I'm just going to pay it. probably going to be 30 bucks, And it's my fault because I, I couldn't figure out. Y'all know how them the parking bits go around and round and round and round yeah. and round. You can't figure out how to get out of there. I said, the hell with it. I'm just going to park right here. Yeah. It was, it was worth the price of the ticket alone for the parking spot, Tim. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Next I mean, week will be a lot easier. It'll be a lot easier for you, Tim. <laughs> I hope <Yeah>. so. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll, Russell will get a permitted center parking and I got my handicap parking. I just pull it right up there and park and get out and go on. But Tim, man, I appreciate you calling in tonight. And we're we're looking forward Thank to you, seeing Tim. you. Thank you, Tim. Oh, it was so much fun week. talking, Tim. Thank you. Yeah, Chat Tim, ready? Y'all let me know whenever y'all want me to come on. I'll be glad to call in and talk some right. crap and have a good time. I pray. And, oh, you're right. Ready, you come to, ready, you come to Duggar, right? Well, we've applied, Tim. That's waiting on it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I, uh, if we get it, I'll see you in a couple of weeks, Tim. All right, brother. Y'all take care. Thanks. Thanks for you having too. me. You Thank you, sir. Take all care right. of that bed. Tell Susanna to say hello. Yeah. Give her a hug. All right. I, I will. All see right, y'all, buddy. brother. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye. It's more than a slogan. Whether you're on the track, or making your own track. General Tire, anywhere is possible. Hey, that's right. All right, guys. Tim to Spain, Suzanne. Running a pit stop. Rowdy, I don't think Kyle knows that Tim's the reason you're doing this show and started it out. It was because of him, wasn't it? It, it was. Calling into his show, Kyle. Oh, uh, just, just two of the nicest people you meet at the racetrack, Kyle. I'm so anxious for you to be able to finally meet them when you do. and Just great, great people. They really are. You know what? You get a smile on your face every time you see him the first time that in, in the media center, don't you, Rowdy? Get that kind of warm yeah. feeling, and uh, they they really are. And I appreciate what you know what Tim was able to do, and he and he has done, and he will do. And uh, uh, and thank you. 
Rowdy was getting pressurized to get a, a partner on the show, and he kept waiting for the right one. And damn it, I came along at the right time at the right place. As did you, Kyle. So, you know what? We're, we're a couple lucky fellows on that end, buddy. Thanks, Rowdy. Hey, I'm just glad to be part of it, guys. <laughs> no more than either one of us. It's, yeah. Uh, the, the, really the future am. hopefully will be nice and bright, and, and and there's some really great opportunities there with the future of of racing. And uh, let's hope we can grab a hold of some of that and take it a little ride, and make this ride Kyle, go a little bit longer. Kyle, what you got to close us out tonight, Ooh. man? What's your plans? Well, uh, you know we had uh, the Dirt Classic at uh, Lincoln. On Saturday night, as well as the Freedom 76 for the Dirt Modifieds at Grandview Speedway. Uh, Ryan Godown taking the $30,000 prize at Grandview, and uh, Justin Peck only getting the win for the All-Stars at Lincoln for the uh, for the Dirt Classic, 20000 a win. Uh, Anthony Macri took the win Friday night at Williams Grove in the Jack Gunn, rescheduled Jack Gunn Memorial All-Star Race, and uh, Danny Dietrich got the win at Bats on Thursday night, so... Uh, a lot, a lot going on, a lot of big races this weekend. We got the uh, the $20,000 to win Jim Nace Memorial Open at Seals Grove Speedway Saturday night. Uh, I expect almost everybody from the posse to be there. Um, so we got a lot of racing. And then next weekend we got the National Open for the World Outlaws at, Na- at Williams Grove Speedway, 75000 to win. And then uh, the Nittany Showdown at Royal Speedway October 8th and 9th. So a uh, lot of racing coming up. And I don't know, I don't think I'll be anywhere this weekend coming up, but probably the next couple weekends you'll you'll see me back at the racetrack and uh, be back in full force for the for the end of the year. Appreciate it, Kyle. Shout out. Come space, <laughs> Well, you know, we had so much fun with Tim. Uh, we really did, and a great guest. And, yeah, we'll have to have him back on. I think Tim needs a little place to get his uh, racing out on his system. So maybe we can get them to do that with us more often. But, yeah, spent this past Saturday night at Grundy County Speedway again. field was a little heavier this weekend. They started 25 super late miles in the Tony Benton House at 100. Uh, a few of their Wisconsin neighbors came on down, and they took the money, Rowdy and Kyle. Uh, Ty Majewski was the winner of the 100-lap feature. Rich Bickle was there. Tough night, Rich. Uh, didn't finish the event. He got caught up in an early race. Scuffle, not of his doing. A uh, few other guys involved in that also. But uh, it's basically the closing race of the uh, Chicago area season. And um, we got the National Short Track Championships at Rockford next weekend. Uh, the first, second, third. Uh, we have Talladega. The first, second, and third. Uh, we have Dirt Lake Miles at East Demoga at Talladega Dirt Track for a second and third. So we got a lot of racing coming up, and, and, and then it just goes on. October is another busy month, Rowdy, and uh, we got Oktoberfest at uh, La Crosse Speedway, West Salem, Wisconsin. We have Winchester and the Winchester 400 weekend. We have the uh, uh, Lucas Oil Dirt Lake Miles one for $100,000 on Saturday night the 16th in Portsmouth, Ohio, at their uh, finale for the year. So, uh, And then it just goes on from there. We have Kansas coming up at the end of the month. 
Uh, and then we head into Nashville and Martinsville. So it's not slowing up, not at least yet, guys. So with that being said, uh, let that light shine bright, Roddy, and I know you are. Uh, hey to Lynn, glad she had a good weekend. Hey to Kyle, your mom's. Tell her we're missing her. Hope she's feeling better. Uh, let that light shine bright. We'll see you. We'll see you Thursday night. Guys, hey, man, like every Monday night, Thursday night, I appreciate y'all taking time out and let's doing this. Thanks, Tim and Suzanne. We didn't hear from Suzanne, but trust me, she is the backbone of that bunch. So <laughs> thanks, Suzanne, well, for being like who you are, Tim, for being who y'all are, man. Appreciate it. And, and you know, like I said, thanks for helping me get this thing rolling off the ground and at least trying to push the good side of racing a little farther down the road, guys. Oh, if you're looking for a positive side for racing and the people talk on that positive side, listen to us two nights a week and see us at the racetrack. Thanks, guys. There's no negativity on the racing side, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Roddy. We'll see you Thursday night. All right, guys. All the negatives can wreck your poor car. It's 7 o'clock. It's getting dark already. Yeah, fall's here. We're getting a little bit of color change in the leaves. And if we get some rain, we might have a decent fall. Looking forward to it. That's right. Good night. See ya. Thanks, Roddy. We'll see you. Yeah. <laughs>